This is the best of daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information, go to believerstogether.com. We're in the book of Acts today, chapter 2. Chapter 2 begins speaking about the Jewish holiday, Pentecost. Now, Pentecost is one of three major Jewish holidays, and this one falls 50 days after the holiday of Passover. It was a time in which the people would offer to God the first fruits of their harvest, the first wheat in this case that would be brought in from the fields, and there would be the expectation then that God would successfully bring in the rest of the harvest which would follow. Now indeed, Pentecost, in the greater sense, had fully come. And the first fruits had arrived. Here we are, 50 days after the Passover, wherein Jesus had been crucified, and the first fruits of the harvest of the church was going to be offered to God. He would indeed bring in the rest of the future harvest and would fill them up to overflowing with the bounty of his blessings. Pentecost was also a time to commemorate the giving of the law to Israel so many years before. You see, the law was a standard in which to stand righteous before God. The problem was that no one ever could reach that standard. No one could master it all. Thus, there was a deep need for another path. This Pentecost would therefore be special in that it would usher in a new covenant. That means a new agreement. A new agreement with our Creator. The law of God would not be written in stone, but rather now upon the hearts of mankind. Jesus had taken our place in the standard of righteousness. That crucifixion, Passover. That crucifixion, Passover, saw a rescue from death, which reached far beyond the redemption of Israel from death in Egypt at the first Passover. Here in this upper room in Pentecost, the Holy Spirit of God was ready to rescue man, not just from the ramifications of sin, but moreover from the power of death and sin. Beginning in verse 1, we read, Now when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all with one accord in one place. When that day finally came, those that loved him had gathered in one accord. Together they waited upon the Lord just as they had been instructed. This is where the Spirit of God would find them that day, unified and obedient in spirit and body. They stood together in obedience to his direction, and they stood unified in soul. One accord, translated out of the Greek language, comes from the word that is found 12 times in the New Testament, and 11 of those are all found here in the book of Acts. So clearly, this was a church that began unified. They clearly understood their need and their emptiness, and they knew that together they could seek the power of God to come into their midst. The greater church today is failing to leave the mark that that early church did. Perhaps it's because we are firstly missing that unity as well as, at least in many cases, the very precious gift that would be delivered to those believers there that day, as they waited obediently, as they waited there in that nondescript upper room in Jerusalem. Verse 2 we read, Suddenly 
There came from the sky a sound like the rushing of mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Tongues like fire appeared and were distributed to them, and one sat on each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other languages as the Spirit gave them the ability to speak. The religious world today often seems to become lost in the external of this event and, in fact, the external of a lot of scriptural events. We need to not lose the primary issue And the primary issue in this story is found here in verse 4 where it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The sound of a rushing wind or spirit, in the Greek it's the same word, it says, fill the room. There appeared tongues like fire, the scripture tells us. Now, note the word like, okay, in case you're waiting for some tongue of fire to come and rest on you. Like tongues of fire, okay? Scripture will go on to record subsequent arrivals of the Holy Spirit upon other people. In these other instances that would indeed follow this account in Acts, the external characteristics recorded here, they, they would be different, or they would be wholly absent. However, the lasting elements of that outpouring, they were always the same in every account. John the Baptist prophesied that Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Fire to purify as well as to burn away all that is temporary, leaving only that which would last. This is a perfect picture of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives today. The Spirit's effect upon our lives today is more than just power. It has a purifying effect upon every living and every being. Text tells us that they were all filled. I think this actually is the critical element of this uh, event, of this account. Note that the Spirit of God did not suddenly appear on the scene again. He had in fact been active in the lives of selected individuals for hundreds of years. But this time, yes, this time indeed was different. For this time was an outpouring. This time was a complete filling. Are you filled with the Spirit today? Are you filled or are you still thirsty? For Scripture does not treat the filling of the Holy Spirit as some sort of Christian life option. It is, in fact, a direct command of Scripture. Ephesians 5.18 tells us, Be filled with the Spirit. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit Believerstogether.com. dot